Hey, everybody. Uh, as most of you are aware, we are currently exploring the biblical concept and discipline of Sabbath. And what I want to do in these short weekly videos is just walk through some different passages of Scripture that kind of shape and form our understanding of Sabbath. And we're going to take these in order. And today we're going to start at the beginning in the book of Genesis. We're going to chapter two of Genesis. So if you have a Bible nearby or on your phone, or if you just want to follow along, I'm going to throw these passages of scripture up on the screen. Uh, either way, take just a little bit of time to focus in and to dig in with us right now. So chapter two of Genesis, we're going to read verses one through three. It says, thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it, God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. So obviously here we pick up on what you could call the final day of creation that's outlined in Genesis, yet it is a day on which nothing is created, right? Uh, but rather God rests. And if you go back to chapter one of Genesis, you get an outline of the first six days of creation, where it's like active creation, where God is making uh, the earth and the sky and the sun and the moon and the plants and the animals. And you get the patterns uh, that correspond with each day. Each day, God says, let there be something. And then God surveys what he's made and he sees that it is good. And then you will get this refrain. And there was evening and there was morning the first day and there was evening and there was morning the second day. But then we get to this seventh day and things are completely different. It doesn't correspond to the pattern that we see each day in Genesis chapter one. And I think that is by design because the seventh day is by its nature a day that is set apart. In fact, chapter two tells us that God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, or he made it a day that was set apart. You may have also noticed that there was no refrain. It doesn't say, and there was evening and there was morning, the seventh day, um, which leads some commentators to think that uh, the writer of Genesis is uh, signifying to us that this is like a day that has no end. It's not a day that leads into another day, uh, but that it is the world as God made it to be. Um, it is a world that is perfect, at least in the beginning. Now, here's a question. Why did God do all this? Like, why did he make these things? Like, what exactly is God doing in creation? Was, was he just bored, right? Uh, like, and he wanted to make a world and all of these creatures so that he would have something to do? Well, of course not. Like, that, we know that's not what God's up to. But sometimes I think we're kind of inclined to think that way because we have only known this world, this earth, other human beings, we've only known this as a broken place. Um, we, we've only known this as a place that is flawed and fallen and marred by sin. Yet, if you were to go back to the beginning, what you, what you see is, is that God was creating a place where he could actually dwell with his creation and where everything would be as he intended it to be. 
Dr. T. Desmond Alexander says this. He says, as reflected in various ancient Near Eastern accounts, divine rest is associated with temple building. God's purpose for the earth is that it should become his dwelling place. It's not simply made to house his creatures. God's, quote, activities, unquote, on this day, he finished, rested, blessed, made it holy, all fit this delightful pattern. The concept of the earth as a divine sanctuary, which is developed further in chapter 2, verses 4 through 25, runs throughout the whole Bible, coming to a climax in the future reality that the apostle John sees in his vision of a new heaven and a new earth and Revelation 21, 1 through 22, 5. So God made the earth to be a place where he could dwell with his creation and work, at least in the way that we're inclined to think about work as this like laborious thing, um, was not something that we were originally made to do. Now, you may push back that on that and go, well, wait a minute. Didn't God tell the man and the woman to fill the earth and subdue it? And isn't there like a connotation of work that comes along with that command? Well, that's true. But the earth and its creatures were made to yield to the man and the woman. They were created to submit to the man and the woman it, like it was subduable. It's not until after the fall that God says to the man as a part of the curse, cursed is the ground because of you in pain. You shall eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you and you shall eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face, you shall eat bread till you return to the ground for out of it you were taken for you are dust and to dust you shall return. So it's not until after the fall that the ground is cursed and work becomes work. Labor becomes labor. Up until that point, the man and the woman have been in a creation where everything was as it should be. And there was no need for them to have a separate day of rest with God because there weren't days where they were not dwelling with God. One of the things you notice is that the command for there to be a Sabbath day for people is not something that comes until later in the story of Israel. But at this point in time, there is no command that the man and the woman in Genesis have a separate set apart day of rest to dwell with God because that's happening every day in this perfect Edenic creation. So the fall creates our need for Sabbath. The fall creates our need to have a set apart day of rest from our laborious labor to spend with God, to dwell with God. And we need that not only because we need physical rest, but we also need a day of reminder that we were made originally to dwell with God. That, that that was our created purpose. Um, and that we would dwell with him forever in that original creation. That, that it would be this perpetual thing. And that the gospel 
is ultimately that because of Christ, there is coming a day when those who are in Christ, where we will experience that togetherness and that rest, that dwelling with God forever. And that that is our hope. We need a day every single week to not only be renewed from our work, but to be reminded of the truth of the gospel. 